Welcome to Day 3 the Podcast. Now, before we get started, we would like to say a quick thank you to our patrons on Patreon. To start is our Shadows regulars. Thank you to Jamie and Sabino. Thank you to Janice Libby. Thank you to Olivia. Thank you to Elizabeth Palmer. Uh, and now, on to our Neon Haze Clubbers. Thank you, West Pickman. And thank you, Gorham Palmer. If you would like to become a patron, uh, just go to the link in the description. And a final thank you to our patrons. It's because of you that this podcast is even possible. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to D3 the Podcast, where the rules are suggestions and the suggestions are rules. As always, I'm your faithful GM, Jacob. And as always with me, I have... Hello! I am Ruby and I play Lav. Hi, I'm Caleb and I play Theo. So, we're actually doing something a little different this episode. We're going from one... Well, we've done this before, but not recently. Uh, We're going directly from the last mission into a new mission. With no in-between between them. So, last session you guys made an alliance with the three major werewolf dens in the city. Well, I should say the three werewolf dens in the city. There are other packs, but these are the only dens. That is Modern Marvels, the Lost and Found, and the Deep Wolves dens. Uh, it's been about a day since you had those meetings. Uh, Sophia, you are very sore and bruised. Because one of your meetings involved you getting to a fist fight. With a werewolf? It sure did. So you guys have set up um, two meetings with two of the other big hunter organizations in the city. The Ascending Ones, a group of hunters that make potions called elixirs using science and alchemy. And they also fund most of their hunting practices through the sale of marijuana and possibly other drugs you guys really don't know. The other group is you then have a meeting set up with the Temple Roots Society, a group of hunters who work in tandem with the synagogues and temples throughout the greater Boston area, as both bases operation, information, and at times funding for hunting, uh, and for some of them, uh, a source of possible magic. Uh, so, your first meeting is with the leader of the Ascending Ones in Boston at the Green Lounge. Uh, do you guys do anything to prepare for this meeting? No, not at all. Um, Lav, Lav usually has something she does before meetings. Uh, do you print anything else? Dress fancy? Well, no, because these are our drug people, so they won't appreciate haughtiness, I'd assume. Uh, you, maybe. They're Arab, right? Actually, yeah, roll me, uh, intelligence plus occult, or intelligence plus streetwise. All right, three successes. Okay. Uh, so you have done some research into the Ascending Ones. I'm guessing you rolled a cult? Yes. Cool. Uh, you've done some research into them. Uh, you know that they actually, this organization is very kind of ancient. It dates back hundreds of years, possibly more, uh, to Egypt. 
Uh, and so they've passed down a lot of those practices from Egypt through their organization. Uh, and as Egypt became mostly Islamic, uh, you know, a lot of that's kind of transferred over. And, you know, a lot of their members are practicing uh, Muslims and a lot of their members still come from that general area, uh, North Africa, Middle East area. They're not all Arab and they're not as strongly tied to Islam as say was it as say uh the temple roots society but you know again they kind of as the temple roots society is to judaism right yes yes exactly uh but you do know especially in boston they work with a number of both more low-income areas and a lot of some more immigrant communities uh so they they have a lot of members who are Middle Eastern or Middle Eastern descent. Uh, with three successes, I will actually say you know, though, that their leader is not Arab or Middle Eastern. Uh, a couple of years ago, you saw her speak briefly at Shadows. Yeah, I remember that. After you guys. Yeah, she is uh, this black woman named Wanda. Uh, you don't know if she's Muslim or not, but I will say the most of the other members you have met of the Ascending Ones have been Middle Eastern or Middle Eastern descent. Uh, yeah, that's what you guys kind of know from the occult side. And you also know, also, by the way, some of their drug dealing is to fund it. And you know, there's probably they use some of those materials in their elixirs, you've heard. Uh, and because of stuff like that, you know, also not anyone can use the elixirs. You have to be like trained to use them. Yeah. So does this change anything you prepare before the meeting? Uh, I'm going to bring food. Okay. Um... What food are you bringing? I'm gonna bring like a bunch of like you know you know how I have those like spiced spiced uh tea cake I make. It's like a chai uh, microwave cake. Yeah. Yeah. Mug I'm gonna cake. make that, but chocolate chip cookie form. So pretty much, I'm gonna make spiced chai and use that as like like I'm gonna make spiced chai out of some butter, and then I'm gonna brown the butter with the spiced chai spices, strain that, and then put that into Brown butter chocolate chip cookies. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, I'll just say you do it. I'm not gonna make you roll for how good these cookies are. Uh, cool. Fio, you don't prepare at all, as you said. No. As usual. Yeah, why would I? Uh, so you guys have your meeting actually, like, mid-afternoon at the Green Lounge, a local, um, place that sells cannabis, uh, along with essentially, you've been there a couple times, it works like a bar, uh, except for cannabis, and different strains and stuff. Uh, and you know it's down these kind of sunken stairs into this basement area. Uh, so you guys get there. And do you guys walk up to the door? Sure. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, do you guys knock or try the handle? I kick it open. No, I'll knock. No, we'll no knock. it's a metal door. Uh, cool. You guys knock. Oh, like that would stop me, Jacob. It, it would. Now. I'm pretty sure I could roll high enough, Jacob. Come on now. Uh, Caleb, <laughs> I'll tell you now this now. Even if you rolled over five successes, yeah, it would be the type of thing where natural 20 doesn't necessarily mean you do something. It just means you get the best result. Look, I'm pretty sure you can't stop me, Jacob. <laughs> well, luckily you guys knock, so we don't have to find out. Yeah. You guys, wait a second. You hear a click of someone undoing a lock on the door, uh, and the door opens, and you see Kevin, this like late third, mid to late 30s. Middle Eastern man, you know, who tends to, who runs the Green Lounge. Uh, you've actually bought stuff from him before. He's the one who sold you your dark guns and knockout darts. Uh, he's gonna go, oh, uh, come on in, you guys. Um, they're not, 
he'll be ready for uh to see you guys in uh just a few minutes uh and he lets you guys in uh i'm not gonna describe the green lounge again because i've described it before uh you guys walk in uh and you actually see at one of the little tables there uh you see this uh black woman there who you recognize as wanda from that one interaction you saw her give a speech uh she has a bunch of tight curls that are pulled back into this almost giant puff behind her head uh, and you see you're sitting at this table across, actually, from uh, Mustafa, the mage who's hired part-time at the Marduk Foundation. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, you you see his, like, carved wooden staff leaning against uh, the back of his chair. Uh, you look at them, and they seem to have kind of opposite expressions on their faces. You see uh, the woman, her mouth is in this, like, hard, straight line. You see her focus 100% on the table in front of her. Uh, she doesn't even seem to really notice you guys have come in. Uh, versus Moose, who's kind of leaned back in his chair. He has much more relaxed body language. Uh, but if you look closely, you do see his eyes are still also focused on the table in front of him. What's on the table? Well, as you guys approach, your eyes kind of adjust to the dim lighting of the green lounge. Uh, and you see in front of him a series of, uh, white tiles with black dots in front of them, uh, on the table. Uh, you realize it's the start of a game of dominoes. Ah, Lav will set set her cookies on the table and not interrupt their game. Uh, I'm guessing you mean a different table. Yeah. Not the one they're playing on? Not the one they're playing on, like a nearby table. Yeah, okay, that's what I assumed. Uh, you see Kevin kind of leans, uh, he doesn't lean down, he just kind of leans into you guys and goes, You guys should probably let them finish before you have your meeting. Lav nods. She's gonna watch him play. You see want you see Moose kind of his eyes kind of shift and you see he kind of acknowledges the fact you guys are there. Uh Wanda does not seem to at all. Uh and you see her she places a tile down on the table and within a second pretty much as she's pulling her hand away Moose has placed his tile and then within a second as he's moving on she's placed another tile and suddenly this whole room is filled with the sound of clacking. As dominoes are placed down one after another with barely a breath between them. And you see new ones are picked up. And you see this table start slowly filling up with the tiles. And you even see without missing a beat, you see Kevin actually grabs one of the other tables and slides it over next to the table they're playing on as the game continues on to that second table. It's very much like a sudden, like, the room very quickly fills to a crescendo of these clacking of tiles, and then almost out of nowhere, it falls short. As you realize, within these couple of minutes, they've placed pretty much every tile, and someone has won. Ah. I'm gonna roll real quick to see who won the game. I'm just gonna roll a chance die. You see Moose lets out a low whistle and goes, Alright, I guess, uh, that's... 52 for you, 51 for me now. And you see uh, Wanda, her the hard expression on her face like changes to this giant smile as she leans back and says, Gotcha this time. And uh, as they're leaning back, you actually see uh, Kevin kind of coughs lightly. Uh, and you see Wanda looks up and seems to notice you guys for the first time. Uh, her body language and expression changes instantly. Uh, the smile disappears and goes back to that kind of hard professional look. Uh, her body language, like, her back straightens as she turns around and looks at you guys and goes, Oh, I'm glad that, uh, you ca you were able to make it to the meeting. Please, take a seat. Uh, and she gestures to another table that's not full of domino tiles. Mm -hmm. Do you guys take a seat? Yes. Yeah, I'll sit down. Cool. 
you guys sit down. Um, you see Kevin heads over to the table and actually starts cleaning up the tiles from it. Uh, you see Wanda, she takes a seat across from you guys. Now, I've heard that you have asked for our assistance on a particularly dangerous and larger hunt. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Lav hands her the folder. She nods. She looks at it. She kind of flips through it. Uh, you see her eyes like quickly scanning the pages. She kind of nods and puts down in front of her. Well, we're all hunters here. I would love to send you some of our members as soon as possible. The club scene is a danger. They've hurt a lot of people and we want no business with them. But unfortunately, we are not at our full power right now. We've had a bit of an issue lately. Mm-hmm. You see, um, I assuming uh, you've heard about how we hunt and some of the uh, elixirs that we make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of these elixirs need ingredients that might not fully be legal where we are right here. And so we have to find other ways to procure them. Now, this was not a problem until just about this week or so. Unfortunately, right before we were supposed to get a new shipment in, uh, there was a problem with some local cops who were paying off to help transport the ingredients. Unfortunately, these police officers were arrested recently, or at least suspended, for unrelated reasons. And so we have lost our main way of procuring and getting the materials we need for our elixirs. Can I have you guys both roll me intelligence plus composure? I mean, I don't need to know this. I, I know exactly I what's happening. Okay, you guys remember. <laughs> yeah, I already remember. Are you guys trying to hide your expression, the fact you guys know what happened? I don't think Theo ever, like, knew. I don't think anybody ever told Theo. I think Lav told him after she got the call. Did she? I don't think so. I think she just forgot. Yeah, oh I don't God. remember her ever telling him. So I don't think you there's any expression so bad from Theo to hide. You guys are bad any... at this. I'm not the one who had the information and didn't share it, alright? <laughs> Fair. Lev has a lot of on her plate right now. I don't think you can blame her. I will say, to be fair, Theo hasn't really been the one. His past actions haven't really said that, like, hey, tell me about important stuff going on. Yeah, listen, this is the system that they've set up functioning as intended. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay, well, Fio has no idea. So Fio's hearing so about... Fio's got nothing to hide. Fio's like, oh yeah, a bunch of cops got arrested. Cool, I guess. Like, <laughs> he's... All, all he knows is apparently some cops they were using to smuggle and these materials got arrested. Yeah, so he doesn't he doesn't know check or shit. He's got nothing to hide. Lambda, are you hiding the fact you recognize this? Uh... No, I think I think I'm just going to admit it. Okay. What does Lavender say? They're not the types you would have wanted to work with anyway. They were helping the club scene. Uh, Wanda just kind of looks and he goes, "Presumptuous for you to assume that you know who we prefer and don't prefer to work with." They're the type who would stab you in the back. I promise you that. Also presumptuous that you assume that we didn't already know that we work with who we can. Well, it's the least we can do to find you alternative channels. Well. I appreciate that. I was going to say that I am still willing to give you some of our hunters to help take down the club scene. They have been a big enough threat to the city that I would be willing to put a word into our hunters to help you. But they will not be at their full strength without these materials we need for elixirs. 
And unfortunately, to get this new organization, this new supply line set up would take time. We need to consolidate resources. And also, I would have to ask my superiors in the organization for help with it. But as you offered, we do have a shipment coming in. Uh, it might not be enough to last us for till when you actually want to attack. But if you two would like to go with a couple of our members and help set up at least a temporary supply route for us to get the materials we need, uh, it would be much appreciated. And I would also be able to give you my hunters at their full ability and strength. What are the supplies that you're missing? It's a variety of things. They're coming in on a ship later today. We already have the supplies. Ships. Hmm? I was just saying we have a really bad history with That ships. is exactly what I was loud. thinking. If, but <laughs> if you'd like, you can get the ones we have coming in on train either. I hate <laughs> you, Jacob. Is there a is there a car option? Perhaps a perhaps an auto gyro. Maybe we we could auto just take gyro? them by force. Do you not know what auto gyro is, Jacob? I do not. <laughs> Imagine like a hybrid between a plane and a helicopter. Okay. They're not they they aren't common anymore for good reason. <laughs> Oh, incredible. They were like, I think they were really popular in like the 30s. Let's do it via blimp. Incredible. We actually have some coming in on monorail. Eh, no. Yeah, of course. Hey, we have a monorail in Minnesota. That was a big we're deal. We're actually bringing it in by a submarine. <laughs> by old Soviet. We actually have some, we have them strapped to some dolphins we trained. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, she's like, we do not need we particular help We put them in a whale. Finding. I'm just saying a submarine would be a kick-ass adventure location for like a urban fantasy thing, but that's neither here nor there. It would be a little hard to justify, but drugs. It'd be cool though. Drugs. It's really easy it to justify. Really cool. Drug people use them all the time. Yeah. I know I did just to say drug fair, people. Do not to have do a low comment. I was gonna say those submarines are usually not huge. It's not like you can do a dungeon crawl through one of them. Uh anyway, she's uh so we do not need particularly help finding specific ingredients. We just need to set up a way, at least in the short term, to get those materials from different lo shipping locations to a intermediate spot to then us. Again, we this doesn't need to be permanent. We can set up a new one. We've lost ship supply routes before, but that will take more time than I think. I assume, tell me if I'm wrong, but I assume you would have before you'd like to attack the club scene if you are already talking to allies like us. Mm. Do you think you have the materials and expertise to set up these temporary supply lines, or should I just assume that I will be sending you our hunters with a little less power than they usually would be? We could probably work something out. I mean, honestly, like, I, I think we can work something out, yeah. Perfect. I very much appreciate it. I'm glad that we can work together on this. You can meet a couple of our members who I believe have actually run, you two have run into before. Oh, yeah. At an herbalist shop in town. Uh, you can meet them there this evening and they will give you directions to the specific dock in which we are collecting these materials. Mm -hmm. Got it. Any questions? None that I can think of. Yeah, no, I am drawing a blank on the questions. Perfect. Well, the cookies are appreciated and Moose will be able to show you to the shop where you will be meeting our members. You have about three hours before I have that meeting set up with them, if you need to prepare it all. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she just kind of nods at you and gets up and 
uh, shakes your guys' hands before heading into the back of the green lounge. So yeah, you guys got a few hours to prepare for this. Uh, anything you guys do? Any equipment, like specific equipment you bring or anything like that? Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything other than my usual, my usual gear, my usual kit. Yeah. Uh, so gloves, gun, knife. Are you bringing your shotgun or your riot shield? To meeting at the herbalist's place? Yes. And then possibly a, setting up the supply line. That's a good question. No. Um, yeah, don't think those two will be super necessary for setting up this. I only asked those two specifically because they are, you know, larger. Yeah, they draw attention. I, I usually only bring those when I, like, I'm like, okay, time to go into a fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. I have a question, Jacob. This is a rules question. It's apropos of nothing, but I figured I'd ask it before I forget. If I get my strength up to five, can I carry the shotgun in one hand and the riot shield in the other with five strength? That is pretty good strength. <laughs> it is. The problem would be your shotgun is not designed to be, like, it is not built to be held in one hand. That's true. The stock on it and the length of the barrel, you could, you. I would say at five strength, because that's insane. Uh, at five strength, you would be able to do it without taking like a negative from kickback, but you would take a negative from aiming it because the farther away it is, the harder it is to aim because gotcha. it's not designed to be aimed the same way as a handgun. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I will say, though, it is a dobo shotgun. If you can find the people to do it and pay them, I would let you. It would make it illegal to own but if you find a gunsmith, I would allow you to have them uh, cut off the barrel and change the uh, the stock of it to be designed to be held in one hand versus against the shoulder. Fuck yes. Uh, I will say that will make your gun very illegal, though. Yeah. So. It's something to think about. Because <laughs> uh, I know, I, I think you would still also have a, I would say you would have a negative to the range on it, but you wouldn't. Like, the range would be shorter, but yeah. you wouldn't have a negative to holding it with one hand, since you have five strength. Yeah, that makes sense. If you get five strength. Uh, cool. Well, that's good to know. Uh, and I believe your riot shield gives you a plus two if you're holding it in one hand, uh, and then yeah. you get a bonus thing if you take a full defense action with it. You essentially force people coming from the front of you to make an extra roll to even try and attack you. Yeah. So... Cool. Uh, Lavender, is there anything particular you're preparing? Um, I'm gonna prepare my classic shit. Yeah, all your stuff is pretty easy to keep on you. Uh, like most of Fio's gear. Are you guys wearing your armor? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, I would say your armor's starting to get a little damaged after it- you- you can predict it and probably take one more fight before you guys need to repair it again, just so you know. Uh, but you guys also only have the plus two armor, so it- as I've said before, it can fit under your clothes, uh, without anything, uh, you know, too much trouble. Uh, cool. You guys, uh, prepare. Uh, Mustafa sends you the address and the name of the shop you're going to. It's a spices slash herbalist slash tea shop, uh, called Nile Herbs and Spices. That's cool. Let's go. Uh, you guys head there. Uh, it's getting to the evening, probably around dinner time, so the sun's just starting to, like, get a little lower in the sky since it's, uh, it's about mid-May now. Uh, you guys go in, uh, you guys approach this shop. It looks like an older shop, um, inside is very kind of classical look. You see a long desk 
with just jars upon jars behind the desk on shelves. Uh, you see off to one side of the shop is there's a couple of bookshelves there. And on the other side, you see a bunch of shelves of different herbalist supplies. You see a bunch of different teas, uh, some loose leaf teas. You see some incense, uh, different stuff like that on one side. Uh, as you walk in, you are hit with just this strong aroma of it's honestly kind of confusing it doesn't smell like just spices or it doesn't smell like herbs it just is this weird mismatch of like every smell you can imagine hits you guys all at once yeah that makes sense uh you see a guy behind the counter uh he looks about moose's age about mustafa's age which is like early 30s uh he's pale skinny and he has a bunch of just shock white hair, even though he only looks about Moose's age. He looks up at you guys and says, Hi, welcome to Nile Herbs and Spices. My name is Will. How can I help you? Nice to meet you, Will. We're here for... Were we, like, given any, like, code words or no? Uh, no. Okay, we're here on behalf of the Ascending Ones. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, come on in. Have a seat. Uh, I think Abdul and Emmy aren't here yet. But they should be here soon. Oh, the twins. We've worked with them before. He goes, great. Uh, can I get you guys anything? No, but thank you for the offer. He, he, he looks at Theo. I'm good, thanks. Okay, sounds good. You see, he uh, he goes back to, uh, you see he's actually kind of doing something behind the desk there. The counter, that's the word. Uh, you uh -huh. see, he's actually kind of, seems to be making a mixture of some sort. Uh, he has a, you see he's like grinding something in a mortar and pestle and mixing it together. Yeah, you guys, do you guys just sit down? Do you explore shop? What do you guys do while you wait? Um, I ask Kiss if it's too um, many smells think... for him. <laughs> what do you mean by too many? Like, are you overwhelmed? I mean, there's lots of smells. But it's not overwhelming? What does overwhelming mean? It's too much for you to handle. No, I just couldn't smell any one thing if you wanted me to, but... Okay. It's it's a it's a menagerie. Oh, cutie! Oh, you sweet baby boy, sweet baby. He looks boy. very proud of himself. Good job on that vocabulary, baby. Thank you. I heard it somewhere. <laughs> he heard it from Bridgerton. Yes, exactly that. No. Uh, uh, what's Theo do while they wait? I think he just waits around. Um, you know, I think he just sort of sits around lounging a little bit while he waits uh okay so you, you just kind of lounge in this little like uh sitting area they have there uh you guys wait a little bit and eventually the door opens and you see abdul and emmy these two middle eastern twins who look about your guys's age hey guys uh, actually a couple of years younger you guys oh hello it's uh it is good to see you again my friends uh you see hey, what's up? abdul approaches emmy behind him uh, it is good to see you when we are not sneaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny to run into somebody in the field like that. Abdul nods, grinning. Uh, you see Emmy approach, he goes, uh, sorry, um, if, if we have a little trouble speaking, we, we've been practicing our in English. It's gone much better since last time we met. Sounds you great You guys to are me. doing fantastic. Oh, thank you. This is Kismet. Very cute dog. He's a service dog. He's a good boy. They both, they both nod, Kismet looks, sits up respectfully. Oh my god, yes, you are a good boy. You're such a good boy, Kiz. I am, I am a good boy. He is perfect. I love that dog so much. By the way, we can hear him talk, just so you know. So if I weirdly answer a question and the dog's looking at me, he can talk to me and he can talk to Theo. Oh, interesting. 
That, that That's as good to know. All right, let's go. Yes. Uh, the plan is to pick up materials and bring them back here. Uh, and we'll just go. Yep. You guys can just drop them off and back. I'll probably be back there working on something. Make sure you knock loudly. I might be wearing ear protection. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> good. Uh, you guys head on out with Abdul and Emmy. I think Emmy goes, did you bring a car? Yes, we did. Lav, pull- Lav beeps her, uh, her, uh, bug. Okay. You see the twins kind of look at each other. And you see Emmy about to say something, and then Abdul actually kind of elbows her and gestures to Fio. Uh, and he says something to her in Arabic. And then she says something back, and they both kind of nod. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, uh, Abdul goes, it, it's nothing. Okay, feels like, I guess it's nothing then. <laughs> uh, so you guys head, uh, to the bug. Uh, Abdul and Emmy, like, squeeze into the TD back seats. Yeah, Fio will, uh, he'll pull, like... Uh, he'll pull, like, his forward just so they have a little bit more room. Yeah, they seem to assume that you'll you'll be in the passenger seat. Yeah. Uh, cool. So you guys get in. Uh, Abdul and Emmy kind of give you directions to where you guys are going. Uh, you guys start heading down to the shipyard. Uh, do you guys talk about anything on the way there? No, I think, I think we're pretty set on what we have to do. Yeah, I can't think of anything, like, particular to talk about. Which I know is kind of, like, absolutely useless, but... Yeah, I, I don't think Emmy and Abdul are going to ask you any particular questions about anything. I think Abdul may be so. How have you been since uh the last shipyard we ran into each other at? <laughs> oh, it's been great. Yeah, I've been all good. Yep, just been <laughs> how about, how about plugging you? away. Uh, we've also been good. Been practicing English, hunting monsters. Yeah, oof. You know, the usual. Yeah. Uh, Any cool uh hunts you want to tell us about? Uh, Emmy goes, oh, there was this one we went on. Uh, it was, it was a ghost. Very, very powerful ghost. In fact, it destroyed the whole house we were investigating. Ooh, do you know the what, whole like... whole house. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, it's everything in the house. <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, a poltergeist. Wow. Yeah, I was like, is this some kind of ghost bomb situation? Like... <laughs> Theo! <laughs> I think Emmy goes, might... Might as well have been. There's things flying everywhere, walls breaking down. Uh, you see Abdul kinda, uh, kinda tries to give you guys a look and kinda just shakes his head. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you let her, Emmy will just talk at you oh, guys yeah, no. about, We're like, like, two different, that's, two that's different hunts the they've been on. I'm trying to, uh, achieve, you know? Uh, she just kinda talks at you guys. There's a couple times where she has to, um kind of ask you guys what a word for something is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, their English have gone a lot better since you last talked to them. Especially really uh, awesome. the first time you guys met them. Yeah, first time you guys met them in season one, they didn't seem to really speak any English. It's really They impressive. could respond. Yeah, they could understand it. They just didn't really speak it. But yeah, so eventually as you guys get to a shipyard uh, and you see a little like guardhouse at the front of it with a gate. Uh, Abdul leans forward and goes, we, um, first we, we have to get past him. Oh, okay. Just a security guard? He nods. That shouldn't be. So let's park our car a little bit away. Plan to, uh, sneak in and carry supplies out later. Well, we're pretty dang good at bluffing. Um, he goes, we, we shall follow your leads on this. Whatever you two would like to do. So we have to, um, distract the guard, right? Uh, well, you guys just need to get into the shipyard. To pick up these supplies. Are we supposed to do it, like, covertly? 
uh, I'm guessing they don't want you, you know, like, doing anything where the cops would get called. Oh, you're saying we can't go in guns blazing, Jacob? I mean, you can, but that might kind of, you know, ruin the, this isn't, you guys are supposed to be setting up, like, hopefully, uh, thing to, they (laughs) get multiple times. That might kind of ruin that, but you guys can do what you want. We're well, not, like, we're not, not stealing something, right? investigation into these people. We're not stealing something, right? You're, you're picking up something that's probably off the record, because it is illegal. Uh, but if you guys want to, like, bluff your way past, sneak past, whatever you guys want to do to get in, it's kind of up to you guys. Okay. I can try to flirt with this guy if you guys want. I mean, that's what I was thinking, is that we should try to, like, flirt our way through this like a D&D party. <laughs> like, like, just a bunch of bards. Yeah, that's how we, that's how you do. No. I mean, really, you're not wrong. We should just bart our way through this. Sure. Yeah, let's just do it. Look, that's playing to our skills, all right? Our one and only skill, in fact. The fact we're hot. I bet Fio kind of looks like a hot, like, delivery guy. No, 100%. <laughs> I mean, he looks like... Oh. So, like, let's just have Fio passing as, like, a hot Boston delivery dude. Okay, so you guys driving in or walking in? We should... Let's walk. Well, do we need... Is, like, there enough stuff in there that we would realistically need a car to effectively transport it? Uh, do you ask Abdul and Emmy? Yeah, I'll ask them. Abdul goes, um, from what I understand, it's the big kind of crate. Might, might, might be able to open it and carry it out separately if we all go in and carry lots of stuff, but... Might need a car. I think, I think I'll need a car. Well, we we need sort of, like, a van then, don't we? We can drive up. Uh, Maybe we should taken... ask the Marduk Foundation to, like, borrow a van. Probably should have got, brought my car. It's a little bit bigger. Uh, Emmy, Emmy goes, I I didn't really want to say anything. <laughs> but might be... No, no, I acknowledge that, that my, my little, my baby girl here is not the most She's efficient. a little petite. She's a little petite. <laughs> she's... She's she's light and delicate, and we love her anyway. Why don't, why don't, why don't we get my car? Maybe that'll pass a little bit better, you know? So you guys drive here and then you <laughs> drive good. back home. Yeah. Oh, incredible. So you guys turn around. This is what you get, Ruby, for every time saying Lav is the one that brought her car. This is your hubris. Lav usually drives them. Eyes. I am not. Hu- I almost said I'm not a huberic, but that doesn't make sense. I remember so vividly last time you being like, which Jacob being like, which one of you drives? And Ruby being like, I'll drive. Lav always drives. And we found out that you actually don't have any dots in drive. That's true. Fio, Fio probably is like just too polite to tell her, but he's like, Lav drives like a maniac. Like, Lav is terrible. <laughs> All right. I will say not having dots in drive means you can still drive normal, but we can also say Lav drives. <laughs> Not great. She drives like a hardcore Bostonian. Okay, she drives more like a Bostonian than Fio does. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, Fio Uh, drives the same. Fio's just better at, you know, cutting (laughs) cutting through traffic without his turn signal on and driving and speeding up just enough to get through yellow lights before they turn red. Yeah, Fio doesn't stop his car to flip someone the bird and yell at them at one honk his horn. He does that while he's still moving. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Lav's more of a park and scream. Yeah. Um... Oh, incredible. So you guys turn around. <laughs> we get Drive back car. to your apartment. Yeah, Fio will get in the car. He's like, all right, come on, let's and Abdul kind of give each other a look. Uh, I think Fio says uh, to them, completely earned. 
That look you just you just gave each other complete. We we totally earned that. Abdul goes. I mean, we we yeah, can we, we cannot complain too much. We do not own a car even. So no, no, very earned. <laughs> hey, if you guys ever want to buy a car, my father-in-law is a uh, mechanic. He often has like cheap but good cars. I I will keep that. And you definitely can verify that they work for I you. I will keep that in mind. I did not even know you were married. Well, I call him my father-in-law because I've been dating his son for forever, but, like, not married yet. Oh, how long yeah. have you been dating? How long have they like been dating? A year and a half. Maybe a year. Maybe. Well, it's uh, it's over a year. Almost it, two we know years. it's over a year because there was that year skip between season one and two. Or oh, season two and three. Yeah. So about a year and a half, year and three quarters. Almost two years. Oh, and you are not married yet? No, I know. It's a big surprise. They they, they both nod. <laughs> Before him, the longest I had dated anyone was like three months, maybe? Mm. Mm. Sounds like Abdul's relationships. And he kind of glares at his sister and says I mean, something Fio, under his breath. I mean, how long have you been with your boyfriend? A long time. <laughs> about three years now? Yeah, about three years at this point. Uh, they, they, they nod like, they let out a whistle. <laughs> I know! Why haven't you two gotten hitched? Look, I don't need all that, you know? Abdul nods. God. Uh, look, I, I, look I, I know how I feel about about Blacktooth. I don't need for us for a day to pretend we own a kingdom, you know? Oh my god, I can't believe you stole that joke. <laughs> you joke stealer. What's that from? That's Jim Gaffigan. Oh, we love That's each Jim other. Gaffigan Let's pretend joke. we own a kingdom for a day. Oh, incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I assume that you guys are having this conversation while driving back there in Fio's car. So you guys get back to the dock. Uh, you don't think the guy saw you turn around and come back. Well, I yeah, mean, Lav would not have gone like immediately. No, you guys towards... parked like you parked a few blocks. Yeah. Away. You know, he couldn't even if he saw your bug turn around. He didn't see it was you guys driving it. Yeah, we're not insane. No. Uh, you guys didn't pull up literally to the gate and then turn around. Uh, but cool. Uh, you guys drive up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, uh, you guys picking something up? Yep. Uh, uh, f- let me think. Fio's trying to be sexy. Fio's, Fio's the one who's in man. lead in this, cause... Yeah, okay, I can't make, like, a package joke, because then it sounds like I'm just in a porno. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say, dude. Like, uh, so like you says, really wanna uh, take that risk. He's gonna say, um, yeah, we're here to, man, can I just say, you're looking really good today. Where'd you get that haircut? <laughs> oh, that, thanks. <laughs> he seems genuinely, like, off guard, <laughs> caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. This is Jacob when anyone ever flirts with him. I just need to go in there. It's it's really no big deal. Just grab something I'm really running quick. late on my Would deliveries that be okay? and... Well, um... Yeah, I really need, I really need to, like, I'm on a bit of a timetable, so could I just get in? I... I I don't mean to like me- mess up, uh, mess anything up for you, but like I just kind of need to, you know, get in real quick and then get out. Oh, um, uh, so roll me manipulation plus persuasion with my striking looks. Uh, it does. Wonderful. Uh, I will say that it's it's not necessarily because this guy is attracted to you, but you know, you just get men get com- compliments so rarely that. <laughs> <laughs> for my total, okay. We're off to the races. See, I almost said bold of you to assume men exist, but that's not what five, I meant to five say. Five full so. successes. 
on four dice. Yes. God, I hate you. <laughs> Two of them were tens. What can I say? Kale, this you're the reason I, I'm kept up at night. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he good. Goes, think of me. Think of me. It adds to my power and my lifespan. As long as you think of me at night, Jacob, I truly will never die. Soon he'll be But the be moment I've lost from your mind, I will disappear from the world forever. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What? Oh, no! <laughs> uh, he goes, um, uh, no, I get it. I get it. No bosses bring down your neck. Sure, you guys can just run in real quick. Uh, he Thanks, opens man. the gate for you guys. Awesome. Thanks, man. You're really doing me a solid here. Let's no grab that shit! Guys must be picking up a lot of stuff to bring four people. Yeah. No, it's quite, it's quite the load. All right, well, just uh, just be quick. His bad back and all. Lav pats him. Okay. Pats him and Lav's hand, like, breaks. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a thud noise. <laughs> yeah, the doof. Uh, he, he opens the gate and lets you guys in. Wonderful. Uh, Emmy's like, good work. Thanks. Uh, so, I will say you guys drive up. Uh, they give you directions to where the package is getting taken off this ship. I will say, either you guys can play out the scene and RP making a deal with this Dockmaster or sneaking it out or whatever. Or if you'd like, you can spend another one of your loom dots on exotic materials again. Oh, that'd be perfect. Or spend RP <laughs> Ooh, we do that. or spend uh, XP on a context merit. Let's do the loom dot. Loom dot. Okay. So similar to... Uh, the Sun Harvesters, when you guys use it, you spend it. Uh, this is you pretty much, you go up, you talk to him, and pretty much use some of your money you have from the loom to bribe him, to just keep this off the record. Uh, you you talk to him, you say, like, next time this stuff comes in, you'll get some more money, uh, as long as you just, like, keep this off the record. Uh, and this guy just kind of nods, and you guys load up this uh, crate into the back of Theo's car, uh, and you turn around, and drive on out uh the guy at the gate kind of the guy at the gate kind of gives you a little like a little salute like as you leave like i smile at him you? yeah immediately once we get in the car you call your boyfriend and apologize i didn't i didn't do anything all right <laughs> right i, I don't know it feels like Theo would be there. i feel like Theo would be the type to like apologize for fake flirting i didn't even fake flirt that hard though you still you still fake flirted like a little. Maybe I'll talk to him about it later and apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't think it really requires like a phone call. <laughs> uh, so you guys have used your third dot of the uh, loom resources, I believe. You used one on the sun harvesters for exotic materials, one here for exotic materials, and one on the new charmer safe house. So you guys have one left to spend. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, you guys go out. You guys drive over to uh Nile what I name it Nile herbs and spices uh cool uh Emmy and Abdul will get out any you guys have any conversations on the way back or I can't really think of anything I'd really particularly talk to them about Ruby yeah no I'm I'm running a blank cool well you guys go you know I talk to them later if you want uh, you guys go uh Emmy and Abdul will unload uh it from the car uh, and there we go. Thank you, um, so much for this. Uh, this no will make worries. this will definitely help us help you when we attack the club scene. Do not worry about it. They they give you a thumbs up, and yeah, you guys have set up so that the ascending ones, when they come to help you, uh, are at their full strength. Nice. Uh, that's one alliance down this session. 
Uh, so you guys head on home, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you have a meeting with the Temple Root Society the next day. So you guys head back home. Uh, you head up the stairs, and uh, when you head up the stairs to your floor, you actually see two men in the hallway of your apartment, kind of on the landing there. I don't even look. I pull out my gun, no. and I just go in blazing. Just... I just... I... I... I spray and pray, Jacob. No, I... Uh, uh, I think... Can I, just can, I try for you finish? <laughs> can I try and identify these people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can first just kind of look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they both look to be about their 80s to start. <laughs> oh, they'll definitely go down then. <laughs> uh, one of them... We're goners, dude. One of them seems to be a Jewish man uh, with... Oh my uh, God, it's her <laughs> husband's! Uh, this puff of white hair sticking out from under a yarmulke. Uh, the other one is a, uh, dark-skinned man with a shaved head and, like, gray beard. Uh, and they both seem to have, like, kind of, like, suitcases next to them. Uh, and they are standing outside Bubby Rosie's apartment. Hello, sirs. Is there any way we can help you? Oh, it's fine. Thank you for asking. We are just waiting, uh, at, uh, Rosie's door. She should be letting us in any minute now. Uh, but... I should introduce myself now. Hello, my name is Sydney. He holds out his hand. Nice to meet you, Sydney. Lavender shakes his his hand. She shakes her own hand. I almost says she shakes his hand with her hand. (laughs) Which would have been true. That would have been correct. But it sounds weird. Do you introduce yourself? Yes, I am Theo. I say, hi, my name is Caleb. I play Theo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He goes, oh, you're the Lavender and Theo. Rosie has told yes, me so are. much about you two, along with, you know, your uh, your friends upstairs. Good things, I hope. Oh, yes, you both lovely. Uh, oh, this is my husband, Frank. Nice to meet you, Frank. Hey, Frank. I have gay dads. <laughs> I'm guessing you don't actually say that. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Frank, oh. Frank, this dark-skinned man, uh, holds out and shakes your hands and goes like, Hey, it's uh, nice to meet you. What is it with you with black men and, like, you you always have, like, mixed race gay couples. Which, like, I'm not saying it's bad. I love it. But, like, I think every single gay couple we know are mixed race. I mean, do you guys game. know other gay couples besides... Fio? It's also mixed race. I mean, true. Listen, mm. how many non-mixed race couples do you guys know in the campaign? It's like zero. I think zero. I really yeah. don't gay think there or are otherwise. any. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, even in the fucking podcast, like Jacob and I. Yeah. You guys, that that's that's uh see that's my secret. Yeah. You it? can't have you can't have non-mixed couples when there's very few people of the same race in the campaign. That's true. I support like, there's no problems with that. That is just good GMing. Yeah. I think as uh, Frank introduces himself, uh, the door to Bubby's ap- uh, the door to Bubby's apartment opens, uh, and you see Bubby Rosie there. Like, oh, I'm so... Oh, I see you guys have already met. Yes. We were on our way up, and... God, I can't believe oh, Caleb you... threatened to murder these sweet men. Oh, you must threaten. come in. Did. You must come in. Have a little bit of tea, some cookies... Do we have time? Uh, it's 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 still the same night, so you guys aren't meeting till. If we tomorrow. have time, let's go. Perfect. 
Uh, she invite she shepherds all of you in. She she does go and give Sydney a hug. Lab is like one moment. I'm gonna grab an extra batch of my brown buttered chai cookies I made to share. Ooh, how exotic! <laughs> oh, that's the so so thing she ushers you in. So in Bubby's living room as she's fixing tea is just Fia and these two old men. You know I'm I'm half gay. I don't think Fia would say that about himself. What a terrible way to start a conversation with these two old men. <laughs> So, uh, how long have you lived, uh, across from Rosie? Oh, God, it's gotta be, like, almost four years now. I- I'm just imagining the Jewish one is like, so, is that Lavender girl your, your girlfriend? Oh, please, he's not gonna make assumptions. Yeah, he's too good for that. <laughs> I don't know, Listen, he's Jewish. He's a gay man who was married to a woman, he's not gonna make assumptions. <laughs> That's true. Especially the way Theo looks. Is that looks. Lavender girl your beard? Yeah, that probably would be his first assumption, honestly. God, incredible. <laughs> I mean, Theo does look very queer. I mean, yeah, he wears extremely pink so. makeup. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to make some assumptions when you see. Theo. You have to be really straight to assume Theo is straight. Exactly. So, what do uh, you and Lavender do for work around here? Oh, uh, Lavender works in a theater and. That's like in costuming, and I, uh, I do security work. Oh, interesting, interesting. Must be uh exciting work. I don't know why I went German all of a sudden. Boy, <laughs> New York German. Jewish. Uh, must be exciting work. Must be inciting Jacob's work. Jacob's just working on his accents. His accent. Caleb, look, I told traveling. you, you're not it's allowed a... to do the German accent. You sound too creepy. Because it's going on a going on a little journey. It always does, but, like, I don't blame him. Accents are fucking hard. I can't do them. They are. They are very tough for me. I can do a Minnesotan accent, and that is fucking it. Uh, I think, I think, Lavender, you come back in at this point with your cookies as Bubby comes in with her, uh, with tea and other cookies. Kismet's just on her hip. She has those, uh, those, uh, checkers. She's carrying Kismet! Laugh carries Kismet upstairs because she doesn't want to fuck with his knees. So, like, she's carrying Kismet like a giant baby. Are you reckoning that's what she did up the stairs? Yes. Oh, incredible. He's still a baby. His legs are growing. Okay, sure. You're lucky. When he's done growing. You're lucky he's not afraid to go downstairs. No, they train him how to do that, but she, like, doesn't make him when it's, like, a big set of stairs. So, uh, Bubby comes back in. Uh, I think they just... She kind of explains that uh, Sydney and Frank are in town for work. Uh, Frank has some work in town. And uh, I think Sydney goes, And you know, we feared why stay at a hotel when you, can stay with your, when you and your husband can stay with your ex-wife. You know, it's not a bad idea. It saves money. Flawless logic. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that. I can't think that. of any reason my dads wouldn't stay with an ex. I mean, you know a Coney would not stay with his ex. Which ex? I mean, he dated someone before. Oh, right! The ex-girlfriends! Yeah. Pretty sure Coney would not stay with them. I mean, before 19... Before 2000, like, I don't see a reason. I mean, just because of awkwardness? The same reason I personally wouldn't stay with an ex for no reason? You don't have any bitches. If I had them, I promise you, if I was coming to town, I wouldn't be like, oh, let's go stay with them in their house. What if they're your friend? Well, that's the difference, Ruby. (laughs) That's not average. They're clearly friends. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying, Ruby, you you were making a generalization. 
This is if what I was friends, saying. Well, you didn't say that, Ruby. Well, I mean, we're clearly implying they're friends. We can talk about this later. You just meant you weren't, you didn't seem to be talking about them. You seemed to, you were making a generalization. I guess that's true. And you specifically mentioned like Tim and Oconee. And I said specifically. I just want them to know. Oh, okay. So this is Lab's way of saying her dads are gay to them. She's not subtle. I mean, I didn't pick up that's what she was trying to do. I thought that was out of character. No. Okay. I really, really want, I just really like have to resist the urge. I think, uh, I think you guys just, is there anything specific you want to talk to Frank and Sydney about? Ask them any stories or questions or anything. So where do you guys live normally? Oh, well, I, uh, I used to... That's a shitty way of asking where someone's from. I'm an idiot. Uh, well, you know, I'm originally from New York and then I moved down to Boston. Uh, but right now we live down in Florida. Ooh, nice warm weather. Mm-hmm. My grandparents moved from Boston to California because they couldn't take the cold. Yeah, you know, I, joints just couldn't take it at a certain point. Uh, I still have some business up in Boston, but that's where we live most of the time. It gets cold up here. Oh, freezing! I've told I've told Sydney that I'm not coming up here. I'm I'm originally from Mississippi, so there's no way oh, in cool. there's no way in hell I'm gonna be up here during the winter. Yeah, my grandma and grandpa are from Jamaica, so they get fucking cold. <laughs> the amount of complaining I've heard from my grandpa, it's Oh, you, all of you are just weak. You know, it doesn't get that cold here during the winter. You know, you know, my grandson's always telling me I need a space heater because it gets too cold. I remember when we barely had heat in the winter at all. I remember those wood stove days. I think Sydney would go, and Rosie, don't you remember those were awful? We'd get three blankets on us. Oh, it made it cozy. See, my dad isn't like that. My dad thinks, like, it's cold, but he's not miserable. My daddy, on the other hand, is like, he always wishes for warm weather. He's always like, I wish, I wish we could just, like, like, I wish summer was longer. He's a summer guy. Mm. Well, I'm definitely not a winter. I don't know if I'd say I'm a summer guy, but I'm definitely not a winter guy. I mean, very few people are actually winter people when it comes to Boston. True, true. Okay, we're done talking about Boston weather. We should move on. No, no, let's keep going. Uh, any any other things you guys want to chat with Frank and Sydney and Bubby about? Oh, we also need to find out how long they've been together. Uh, Frank and Sydney. Okay, let me do some math. Uh, they've been together about 26 years. Very cool. So long. Makes me so happy. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, uh, Rosie and Sydney were married for like some time before they talked about it and ended up getting divorced and Sydney went... And they stayed friends, you know? So, yeah. you know, that was back during World War II. Oh, Lab definitely asks about his time in the war if he's up for talking about it. Oh, that's fine. You know, I've, she's, I didn't... She's like, well, I, I'm a history nerd and like... Oh, it's totally fine. You'd be you surprised know? how much World War II costuming you have to end up doing. It's fine. I was actually a medic during the war. I was, uh, I was... Oh, cool. Well... Well, I say that, I think I was technically, you know, one of those, uh, they just, they called me a chaplain even though I was a rabbi, but, you know. Oh, you were a rabbi? Oh, yes. Yeah, back then, I, I did that, but I also did a lot of, you know, medical work when the other medics needed it. It was, it was a tough time, but, you know, we were doing well. I, I had a lot of experience stitching up wounds and stuff before I joined the war, so... Before I joined the war, so. Any dumb GI stories you have? 
Well, this was one time this one kid got drunk and jumped off a bridge. Ugh. Had to stitch it. That's such an accurate military story, though. Let's be honest. They didn't even bother to see how deep the river was below. Had to put both their legs in a cast. I bet he got to go home, though. Oh, he sure did. I think they uh, shipped him off to England. Where he learned to play softball. Yeah, exactly. Ended up teaching a league there. <laughs> exactly. This totally isn't just an adaption of Jacob's family history. That wasn't the Jewish side, my family. <laughs> no, that was the Arab side. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think you guys just have a good chat beyond that. Awesome. They're very nice. Uh, you know, they mentioned why they're in town. They're going to be in town for a few weeks, at least. Maybe longer. It kind of depends on how Frank's work goes. Oh, cool. What's yeah, your job, so. Frank? Oh, I, uh, own a series of, uh, businesses. Uh, a little bit of variety Ooh, of in them. Uh, where they're all queer-friendly spaces. Oh, that's great! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to, um... Have a place where, you know, young, younger gay or uh, queer folk can go, you know, hang out during the day or at night. You know, somewhere they feel a little bit more safe. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I own, uh, I own a few down in Florida and then I own uh, one up here. I'm thinking about expanding it to a second location. So, you know, I have... S- oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't we have a location we need to pawn off? Uh, you guys have three locations. Hey, you know, we actually might know some... Um places that are closing down soon oh really uh what type of places uh well i'm not exactly sure what the buildings were used for before it but right now they're currently in um defaulting clubs but yeah, nightclubs oh that's yeah what well, kismet kismet looks up no buddy he's not asking about you oh okay uh i'm planning on uh expanding uh i own a nightclub here and i was planning planning expanding it to a second location oh what nightclub Oh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Neon Haze. Lav, like, liquid goes into her nose, and she does a spit take all over herself. Wait, are you okay, darling? She's, like, crying, laughing. She cannot catch her breath. Uh, Bubby Rosie scans you some napkins. She's like, are you are you okay? Do you need medical assistance? <laughs> I'm so happy! Uh, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> uh, Jacob, you yeah? people. I've had this plan for a long time. I've had How this long have you had this planned? Since season two, at least. Yeah, that That's amazing. Sure. What's, what's Fio's reaction to finding out this old man is his boss? Fio's eyes go like a little bit wide. And he was like, well, hope I made a good first impression. I think uh, I'm going to roll. Like all of our friends work there. Oh, well, coincidence, really. Yep, this one's uh, does uh, a shift of a, what's it called? He's a he bouncer. He will remember you outing him like this, all right? This this will not go unpunished, okay? <laughs> and uh, upstairs uh, is one of your other bouncers and managers, and our friend is your... Uh, well, I was going to oh. wake up and have beer having been poured all over her bed. Okay. <laughs> oh wait. This fucking Kunako? this fucking theft of social currency will not go un- unavenged. <laughs> yeah, Kunako lives upstairs. Yeah, she's she's my manager. And your, uh... She manages the place. I've been talking to her a few weeks about me coming up. Oh, what a coincidence that you you work there as well. So no, I should have put the name together. I oh, definitely yeah. go. I definitely go a lot. It's one of my favorite places. It's like super safe. 
I'm glad that that's always super nice. That's always been the hope with them. I hope you. Uh, I was planning on meeting you uh, later this week when I went in to look at the place. He gestures to Theo. <laughs> well, I guess you can meet me early, huh? Yeah, I hope uh, everything's in tip-top shape, or else. Mm-hmm. That's I'm just, clearly a joke. I'm, I'm just messing with you. If the club is doing great, if it wasn't doing great, I wouldn't be looking to expand. He kind of, like, pats the side of your shoulder as he says that. Yeah, of course. You you and Jose and Kunika have been doing a great job running it. You guys and Emmett. Emmett? Uh, he's the other security guard. He's the other right, bouncer right, right. who works there when you're off ship. Right, right, right. Uh, and he'll name the... I haven't come up name, but I'll name the other person, the other bartender who works there when Jose isn't. God. Yeah, Theo is really good at his job. I was really nervous. I, I got assaulted at another club. And I was really nervous about my first time going out again, but Fio and Kuniko and Jose were all really great about it. Oh, well, that that was always my hope with uh, opening places like that. It's really, really nice. But make sure everything's in tip-top shape next week. Yeah. But don't, I'll tell you, don't worry about telling, uh, you know, Kuniko upstairs that I'm staying here. I wouldn't want her to worry too much about having, you know, her boss downstairs. You got it. But let me just say, you guys are doing fine. I've heard very few complaints about it, even after the incident there a couple years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Can't believe you've had this planned for like a year. <laughs> yeah, I think Kuniko mentioned that uh, the owner is out of town and lives in Florida. You did, and I did not put two and two together. Yeah. And I feel ashamed of myself. Ever wonder why the Neon Haze is so gay? Yeah. And the fact that I remember you're just like, man, they go find out like you mentioned that they pretty much turned into like one step away from a gay bar. Yeah. Luckily, that was always the plan. Yeah, of course. For the uh, owner. Uh, this I was going to say, I this was supposed to come up next session. Incredible. This is supposed to come up but next nosy session. Laugh. Yeah, you, you, you had this happen in a session early. It was supposed to come up next session when you got when he went to look at the club during the in-between. Uh, but yeah, now you guys know. I'm sure so do. glad. I'm gonna assume at this point, uh, uh, relatively quickly, Fio bids everyone a good night. Yeah. <laughs> you guys head back. To, you guys Lev, head back Lev to your apartment. Yeah, you guys head back to your apartment. Lev is so pleased with herself. <laughs> Does Fio say anything to she Lev? She thinks she did a no. good thing. He doesn't. He's not gonna bother. He doesn't want to ruin Lev's mood. She just thinks that she just talked. Talk Tim and everybody up and, like, they're gonna get raises or something. Yeah, I don't think Fia wants to spoil her mood. <laughs> Fia's now just super worried about anything he does at the apartment. Fia's just, like, it's such a non-issue. I, I, I don't even think it's worth bringing up to laugh that, like... And he's like, and and I don't think me talking about it would, ch would change it, would stop it from happening in the future. <laughs> That's very fair <laughs> assumption. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you guys go to sleep that night. Uh, I don't think you guys spent any willpower because you guys barely rolled. We did not. No. Uh, but if you had, you would get it back. You guys get up the next day uh, for around, uh, like around brunch time. Uh, you guys have a meeting at a local deli with the with a mm -hmm. with a man named Rabbi Applebaum, uh -huh. who's a, a local leader in the Temple Root Society. So we're going to a deli. Yes. So we don't need to bring food. Most yeah. likely. I mean, techni technically, we've never needed to bring food. But it would be but weird think, to bring food here. I think Lav, Lav asked Bubby while she was there last night, so I have a meeting with a rabbi tomorrow morning. We're doing some volunteer work. 
And I was wondering if you had any advice on um, something to bring. Oh, but I don't think you have to worry about bringing anything, honestly. I'm sure if you're just you going sure? for volunteer work. Listen, I understand the want, but where where are you meeting them? A deli. Lavender, I think there will already be food there. Well, I know. But I will I know, say, I just... if you're meeting them at a deli, except when they offer to buy you food. Okay. That's all you have to do. And Sydney's like, I can verify. <laughs> yes. So you guys, uh, I guess you guys don't do anything particular to prepare like last yeah. time. No. Cool. Uh, you guys head to a deli named, uh, the top in big letters is, it says CKD. Uh, and I'll just say you guys can Google it. Uh, the name of the deli stands for, uh, Classic Kosher and Delicious. Oh, that's great. Uh, you guys go in. It's a very, like, nice, like, Boston, New York kind of style deli. There's a guy behind the counter. There's a couple booths there. It's a Northeastern deli. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, classic Northeastern deli. Um, yeah, he, uh, you see a guy, but you see there's a few people scattered about in the booths. Uh, there's a couple people at the counter, uh, drinking coffee and pastries and sandwiches and soups. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a guy behind the counter. Uh, Lev will be like, hi, we're looking for Rabbi, what was Applebaum. it? Applebaum. Applebaum? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy's, oh yeah, um, he's, uh, in the corner booth over there. Uh, and you see- Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, he points to this older guy, probably late 60s, early 70s, uh, also wearing a yarmulke, just sipping out of this little, like, small bowl of soup in front of him. Rabbi Applebaum? Ah, you must be Lavinfio. Please, have a seat. Have you Thank tried- Thank you so much. Of course, have you tried the soup here? No. But if it's anything like Bubby Rosie's, we'll be really happy. If you'd like, I can get you a sandwich, a round of matzo ball soup on me. I always like having meetings when everyone's- Whatever you think is best, we trust your opinion. I would love a sandwich. <laughs> he goes, he calls over, he orders both of you guys uh, uh, a cup of matzo ball soup and a uh, pastrami on rye. God, Jacob, I'm so hungry! Fuck you! I might be getting a little hungry. I'm so hungry for Jewish food right now, Jacob. Uh, you guys, he comes, your food's delivered. So, you wanted to talk to me about- Using some members of the Temple Roots Society to go take on the club scene, correct? Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to help you with that. Uh, uh, currently, most of our hunters are busy, but uh, there's one who, um, sh- case shouldn't be too long. If you'd like to uh, help him finish it up, uh, that would guarantee he'd be free to help you. We would be happy to help. Sure. Perfect. Uh, he's currently working on a uh, possible haunted house case. Sure. Ooh, fun. Uh, very we haven't done a ghost in a while. Uh, you know, I like, I usually don't like dealing with them, but, you know, when the time calls, mm-hmm. I can give him a call and let you know he's co- you're coming by. Thank you so much. Uh, could we by chance have his number? Yes, of course. Uh, his name is Isaiah. Uh, let me give you his address, too. I'll give him a call and tell him that you're coming, so don't worry about that. Thank you so much. Yeah, he'll give you his name and ad- apartment number and phone number. Awesome. So we will get in contact with Isaiah. Yeah, well, he'll he'll get in contact for you guys, but you can also call him. Uh, I'll just text him, be like, "Hey, Isaiah, this is Lav. Just thought it'd be good if you had our number." Oh, yeah, sounds great. Uh, I was actually planning going out tonight. If you guys want to come by, sounds good. Is there anything you want us to bring? Uh, just usual hunting equipment. I don't think it'll turn into a fight, but that'll be safe than sorry. Uh, anything about the case you can tell me? Uh, it's this old house that's been uh kind of. In and out of different people's possessions. Uh, people owned it. No one stays there too long. It's been 
abandoned for a number of years now. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was recently inherited, actually, by a member of uh, one of our temples. Um, They're hoping to sell it, and they're hoping it will be ghost-free when they do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's about all we know. we'll be there. The ghost has not seemed to be too dangerous, but has been known for knocking things over, like emptying closets and cabinets and things like that. Throwing poltergeist tantrums. Similar. That seems to be what it is. Uh, cool. Yeah, so you guys talk to Rabbi Applebaum and get your thing. Nice. Uh, cool. So do you guys head over to Isaiah's apartment? Yes. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, this he knows you guys are meeting him there. Yeah. It's not like you guys are showing up unannounced or anything. Uh, so you guys... This is all planned. Yeah. So you guys head by. It's a, like, nice little apartment building. Head up to his apartment. Is there any specifics you guys do before there, or you just head Absolutely over? Absolutely not. Uh, Lav makes sure she has snacks. <laughs> okay. Lav has snacks. She brought kosher jerky. Incredible. So you guys, I'm guessing, just kind of knock on the apartment door. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So Isaiah opens it. He's uh, wearing these kind of simple, loose clothing. He has a duffel bag over his shoulder, uh, like a gym bag almost, or a sports bag. And you guys actually roll me int plus composure. See if you guys recognize him. It's the guy from that necromancer thing on the Day of the Dead, right? Indeed. Caleb's memory <laughs> is coming handy, but does Theo remember? <laughs> that's what I thought. We'll see. Uh, uh, that's three composure. successes. You said? Yeah. Because it's honestly uh, two been... successes. Okay, yeah, Theo recognizes him. Oh, hey, man. Oh, it's uh, you two from the uh, Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely recognizes nice you guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're hard to forget. Exactly. He doesn't need to roll to recognize you guys. You know, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, of course. It's, oh, well, it's uh, nice working with you. Keep running into each other on ghost cases, apparently. Mm-hmm. So is life. Uh... So uh, let me just uh, do something real quick, and then we can uh, head out. Okay. Uh, you see, he kind of calls back into his apartment. Hey, uh, I I have to go out and work on something. Uh, I have a hunt going on. Uh, feel free to help yourself with some coffee or anything in the fridge, though. Uh, he calls back to his apartment. Uh, you hear a familiar voice. Rizvan goes, yeah, sure, thanks for that. Uh, as you see, walking out of the bedroom, kind of poking out, uh, you see Shafiq. Wearing a, hey, wearing a t-shirt and a pair of sweatpants. Oh, hey, dude. <laughs> oh, Lavender, Fia. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm actually going to say he's uh, not wearing a t-shirt. I think I actually, I wrote this. Uh, he comes poking his head out. He's uh, shirtless. Butt-ass naked. He is shirtless. He's completely naked. He's shirtless in sweatpants. So you see like all his tattoos on display and stuff. Naked as a jaybird. He goes, oh. Hi, Lavinfia. Let me go put on... Yeah. He quickly ducks back into this bedroom. Don't worry, we're off to a hunt. It's fine. Uh, He he comes back out wearing a t-shirt. Oh, cool. Um, Good luck on that. Hope you guys, three of you do well. Later. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys close the door. I think uh, Lavfio and Shafiq all let out like a sigh. God. Lav is chuckling to herself. I think it, I tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like was it, Kiss like did Kiss just get confused? No, Kiss doesn't care. Why would Kiss get confused? Because it's like the tone is weird, and he knows Shafiq. He knows Shafiq. Yeah, he sees Shafiq, someone he knows. That's it. Oh, that's cute. He doesn't know that Shafiq being in someone else's apartment is odd. Yeah, I love this dog. <laughs> 
He's a dog. He doesn't know the stuff yeah. about human mating practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I imagine mating practices. Uh, Is I she imagine... fixed yet? Uh, yes. Because I thought you're supposed to wait till a dog's a year old to fix them. Well, he's over a year old. Oh, he is over a year old, actually. I just realized. He's like two. Yeah. It's like a year and a half. Still a baby. Yes. I imagine, at least for Theo, it seems it has the... I feel like it has the feeling of seeing, like, your teacher out in public. (laughs) That's a little weird. Uh, I live for Or, like, when you, like... It's also kind of like when you, like, you accidentally run into a friend in a place that, like, you had no idea they'd be there. Like, it's not a place you'd think they'd be. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, For any patrons... Uh, wondering, I did write one of the Patreon short stories, had a little scene of Shafiq talking about going on a date with someone. Very good. And this might be the someone. Oh it's like you God. run into your friend at, like, the museum. Yeah. You know? it's also, what I'm are you spaggy. talking about? Museums are great! Shut your whore mouth. I'm not saying they're bad. <laughs> yeah, fuck museums. Yeah. Why is you know it weird to run into museums. a friend at a museum? Because I don't go to a museum being like... Oh, this is a place where I normally would associate with my friends just being like being you there. You don't just like, if get, I went to like you don't get giddy. If I like went to like a game like for instance, if I went to like a nearby game store and I ran into a friend there, I'd be like, okay, this kind of makes sense. This is like where our shared interests are, you know. Like, yeah, it makes sense that they'd be here. If I ran into them at a museum, I'd be like, how did both of us decide to plan a trip to the museum at the same day? <laughs> Without communicating about it, and it would throw me off. You're weird. I also imagine it's a little odd for Lav and Fio because this is like Blake's dad. Uh, That's why Lav is laughing. It's Mr. Blake. It's Mr. Blake. Caleb, you idiot. Such a (laughs) dumb joke. It's never, I'm never letting it die. (laughs) Mrs. Jacob. Yeah, Mrs. Jacob. Mrs. Sam. What are you? Wait. So, so why, why is that thing like so like emotionally invested for you? I'm a little confused by that. I just, I just, it tickles me. You know, I have fun with it. So, uh, uh, you guys head off with Isaiah, and he brings you to this large old rundown house. Uh, it looks kind of like you would expect a ghost house to look like. Yeah, perfect haunting location. Yeah, it seems to be two or three stories tall large uh there's some like windows missing some of the sh- like tiles on the roof have fallen off some shingles all right let's go in yeah he he takes you guys in so this first floor has this dining room a living room bathroom kitchen storage room then uh the floor above us has three bedrooms a bathroom and a hallway closet and then there's an attic and a basement mm-hmm. uh i'm going to do a little ceremony now to try and contact the ghost. See if we can maybe do this without n- needing violence. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, You see he goes down. He pulls out this small shield that has a Star of David etched into it. Along with he pulls out from under his short shirt a uh, Hamsa. And he starts saying something and starts pulling off this soft glow. He then sits on the floor, clears a little space on the floor. Uh, and sets up seven candles and lights them. Uh, Before pulling out his yod. And again, almost like a wand writing in the air, he starts uh, a ceremony in Hebrew. It has this kind of singing quality to it. So it's he's cantor. Uh, yeah, he's specific. He is. He is specifically. He is specifically a cantor. He's specifically cantoring. He see some time passes, and as he does, this kind of soft blue glow forms around the candles. 
and suddenly behind you guys, you hear a voice of a of a small child. They seem to be speaking another language. I assume you guys turn around to see the source of the voice, and you see this semi-translucent small child. They seem to be about 10 or 11. And Lab, you'd recognize they look like they're wearing clothes from like the early 1900s, 1910s or so. And what class do they look? Because clothing during the 1900s was like very class divided. Uh, Romy, Romy intelligence plus, hmm. I'll let you choose either academics or crafts plus intelligence. Can I use a willpower? Yeah, of course. One success. <laughs> uh, they definitely don't look rich. They def. I rolled. Three they definitely ones. look like you can't really tell how much lower class. You don't know if they're like like poverty or working or just like upper working class. Probably somewhere around working class, as we'd refer to it today. Like not starving or anything enough to afford this house, but not like rich. So he sits talking to you guys in another language, uh, which I won't try and actually do another language because I would butcher it. Uh, but it's when you guys don't realize, uh, Baizia looks at you and says, I think, I think he's speaking Yiddish. Oh, we know people who speak Yiddish. Well, luckily, I've dealt with enough, you know, studies and stuff. I think I'll be able to roughly translate. Uh, Ooh. you see this, this ghost child kind of waving his hands at you as he talks, uh, point, pointing around, gesturing. Isaiah goes, he says he's looking for something don't know. He's looking for something, something. He needs to find it or the ceremony won't be complete. He needs to find it or else he won't get his two pennies. What? What's that about? Uh, Ruby? Lab is like writing down phonetically what she can because mm-hmm. she plans on calling Bubby and asking. Uh, he needs something. It's for a holiday. Okay, I got holiday, but he's not. He's okay. I need you to calm down. Okay. I, Can you ask the name of the holiday? You see him. He's. You see. Uh, I'm gonna roll for him to. Uh, ask him in Yiddish, since he's not f- like fluent in it. Isaiah. Oh, he rolled well. Uh, he says something in a child. Um, and the child seems to calm down a little bit, hearing uh someone speaking the same language as him. Oh, he's talking about. He's talking about Passover. Are, oh. Are you looking for the Offie Komen? Uh, and as soon as he's. <laughs> As soon as he says Offie Komen, you see the child just start nodding vigorously. I think I'd say would turn would turn to you guys and go, Do you do you two know when Offie Komen is? Do I know what an Offie Komen is? I'd let you roll int plus Have I ever done Passover with Uh I I feel don't... like I've done Passover with Robbie at least once. Yeah, I don't know if they would have done the Offie Komen though. Int plus what? Uh academics. Oh, I might as well not even bother. <laughs> Uh, three successes. Uh, Lav, you, you, through knowing Robbie, you know what the Offie Komen is. Uh, would you like me to explain or would you like to explain, Ruby? As the Jew whom was bat mitzvah, I'm going to explain it. So the Offie Komen depends on the family. Sometimes it's a piece of chocolate covered matzah. Sometimes it's just a piece of matzah. But what happens is you have all the kids hide in one room and then they're not allowed to leave that room. And the, usually the, like, eldest person in the family will hide it. And they hide it somewhere in the house. And the kids have to search the house to find it. And whoever finds it gets a, gets a treat. And it used to be money, I think, back in the old days. But nowadays it's usually, like, a good bar of kosher chocolate. Yeah, I know, I know my family was, like, 
a dollar. You got you in got like a dollar. It was usually chocolate. Well, I think in my family you got a dollar for finding it, and then everyone got guilt or some sort of chocolate. Uh so yeah, so for viewers and uh I think Lav we'll say Lav explains it to Fio. Mm-hmm. Uh what the Afikomen is. It's a celebration done during Passover. Uh the Jewish holiday celebrating uh the mythos of the Jews being freed from Egypt and starting their journey to find, you know, the promised land. So we need to find the Afikonan. Uh, he goes, yeah, I guess, I guess. But, but is there an Afikonan? Like, it's been years, so there might not be one. My guess, well, hang on. Uh, you see him ask the child something in Yiddish and the kid nods again and says something. He goes, well, okay, so apparently, I guess, his family would wrap it in a type of, like, a, a, like a cloth. So... Ah. Either it's still here magically because of the ghost is still here, or hopefully at least the cloth is still around. Okay. I guess, I guess happy Passover. I guess we gotta find the Offie Komen. Let's find it. Cool. So, where do you guys start looking? See, yeah, that's the weird part of this, because, like, now we actually have to look. Yeah. Uh, So, I explained there's a bottom floor, a second story... And then there's a both a basement and an attic. I'll check the basement or the attic. I'll check the attic. Okay. Going in the attic first or the basement first? <clears throat> Why don't I go in the, the attic? And Lav, you can check somewhere else. I'll check the basement. Okay. Uh, Let's start with Lav. I like you guys are immediately going to the top and bottom. Like, that's yeah, where people we'll... would hide stuff. And then we'll meet in the middle. Perfect. Yeah. So, Lavender, you go down to the basement... I'll actually say Isaiah. Isaiah will search this bottom floor. Mm-hmm. You go down to the basement, uh, and it is full of stuff. You see, you see like gray walls, but you see like an old bicycle somewhere, a broken cabinet. You see this old doll's house sitting in a corner uh, that's just fallen to pieces. You see the uh, the child is actually ghost is actually with you. And you see him. You see you see him try and grab your sleeve, and his hand just kind of goes through it. Uh, but he doesn't seem to notice, and he just starts, like, pointing at the, at the dollhouse and saying something to you in Yiddish. Uh, all right, let's check the dollhouse. Uh, you look over. So, you look over at the dollhouse. Roll me, uh, wits plus investigation. God, this is a beautiful dollhouse. Uh, it is not. (laughs) It's It's a dollhouse, and it's old. It's completely fallen apart. It was, you imagine it was a very nice handcrafted dollhouse at some point. Uh, the dollhouse has nothing in it. Oh, with that rule, I say, I think you know the kid's just, like, excited about this dollhouse. Like, he was excited to show it to you. Lav, Lav will just say something along the lines of, like, it, it used to look like it was really fun. She'll actually, oh, I know what Lav's gonna do. Mm-hmm. She has a dog. Yeah? Hey, kids, mm-hmm? could you look for old fabric that smells like bread? Sure. I think I remember what bread smells like. Well, if you find it, I'll give you some. Okay. Uh, he's gonna start sniffing around the basement. Uh, he's gonna have a penalty to this because there's a lot of old must and stuff and down Lab here. And Lav is gonna be searching herself. Okay, well. Do I have to roll the search? Uh, well, there is a giant pile of things down here. So to look through it, you need to roll a dex plus larceny to try and remove something and look through it without making it all collapse on top of you. Uh, can I use a willpower? Uh, Sure. So, uh, that's three successes. Okay, you're able to parse through the stuff. There's at one point you see something start to fall, but you grab it and 
slowly push it back into place. Uh, with that, you're able to search through this pile and you don't see anything that looks like cloth or the offy Komen. All right, let's let's uh, head to the next uh, place. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say both you and Fio up in the attic. You do hear Isaiah go, All I found here was a tarnished uh, Seder plate, but no offy Komen. Uh, so you head up to the first floor meetup with Isaiah. Fio, you head up to the attic, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. You see it is mostly empty. Uh, there's some random stuff in here. Uh, but you do see this large cabinet against the back wall of check the that attic. Out. You know what? Roll me wits. Let's just do wits plus composure. Three successes. Uh, you know, you kind of take a step forward and you hear a little bit of a creak. You pull your foot back. You realize this is one of those attics where it looks like it's kind of not really a real floor up here. Uh-oh. It's just like a thin, like, something. And then you realize there's probably beams under it you can walk across. Okay. Uh, so, to get across, I need you to roll me dexterity plus athletics to get across without stepping through the ceiling. You got it. Four successes. Uh, cool. So with that, you're able to actually pretty nimbly kind of step beam to beam without falling through the ceiling. Uh, and with that, you kind of slowly get to the back of this attic, uh, and you see this big cabinet there. I assume you open it? Yeah, you assume correctly. Uh, you open it, and it is empty. Okay, well, it's worth a shot. <laughs> okay, do you do you try head back? Yeah, I'll head back. Cool. Roll me another dex plus athletics. That's another four successes. I'm, yeah, you, you make it back easily. <laughs> it's impressive, because you're also, like, stooped down, because it's not a very tall ceiling. Uh, you make your way back, um... So, Lav, you meet up with Isaiah, and you guys both head up to the second floor uh, as Fio's mm -hmm. heading down. So, the second floor is a long hallway with what looks like a closet on one end, a bathroom on the other, and three rooms up here. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you guys investigate? Uh, I'll look through Let's some of those start rooms. in, like, a clockwise order and just go through the rooms. Cool. I mean, we could also just each do different rooms. That'd probably be a lot yeah, faster. Yeah, but three sets of eyes are better than one. I'm just saying, it'd probably be a lot faster. But three sets of eyes are better than one. But they're not, they're probably not that big rooms. Okay, whatever. Uh, so you guys are each looking in a different room. Uh, Fio, you look in the first room, and it's pretty bare, and you can kind of guess this is probably the parents' room. Uh, roll me wits plus investigation. Four successes. Uh, you look around, you kind of, like, pull up the carpet that's coming off the floor look under this like broken bed in this little closet area nothing gotcha on to the next room uh lavender you go to the next room and you see looks like the walls are painted this much brighter color kids room <laughs> has some patterns on it uh roll me wits plus investigation <laughs> what'd you get 12 successes wait what yeah how many i rolled tens how many Dice were you rolling? Plus the willpower. How many dice were you rolling? Ten. Okay, tell us not. Tell us that. Yeah. I rolled tens. That's not that's not that crazy. Twelve successes. <laughs> Ten dice on um, then you roll a couple of tens. Oh wait, no. Ten successes. Yeah. How much do you have in investigation? I, I used a willpower. Wait, let me double check the numbers. Okay, so I have three in wits. Yes. How much investigation? Oh, wait, no, I don't actually. I have that instead in an occult, sorry. So what I actually rolled 
I still got like five or six successes. Okay, though. I was just very confused. Okay, five successes though. You you look every inch of this room. You don't find anything. Yeah, that's what I expected. Do you guys meet up in the last room? Sure. I I will say Zay is going to search the closet in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, he got four successes on the closet. Doesn't see anything, and three on the bathroom and doesn't see anything. Gotcha. Uh, so you guys are in this last room that looks like uh, it's a lot smaller. Isaiah comes with you. Apparently, um, you see the kid's been talking to Isaiah. He also explains to you. So, uh, apparently, he lived here with uh, his uncle, three older siblings, and then his mom and his mom's friend. Uh, and this is apparently was his uncle's room. Okay. Uh, both you guys roll me wits plus investigation. I'll spend another willpower. One success. Okay. I've got six successes. Lav, you're kind of just listening to this child tell you their life story even though she doesn't yeah isaiah is translating it for you as parts of it but mm-hmm. you just law nodding uh Theo, feels like you... i'm done i'm done being in the spooky house i want to go home <laughs> uh you search every inch of this room and there's nothing there guess this kid's stuck haunting this place forever no i'm kidding um guess we gotta murder this kid's ghost oh okay guys there's nothing we must have missed it somewhere i guess we'll go again let's all start in the basement and then okay. we'll go through all the rooms together okay well, you guys can help me check at least the first floor. Sure. Too. Uh, do you guys start in the basement again, though? I'll start in the basement, first floor. Yeah. The first floor is right no, below No, basement! Us. We can start in the first The first floor. We could just literally go down some stairs, go to the first floor, check around, uh, go down some more okay. stairs, check the basement. <laughs> so first floor is the same. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for each room because it's, it's one of the things where they are separate rooms, but it's all kind of open air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a kitchen with a little, like dining room living room area uh and then like some other stuff um roll me wits plus uh investigation again another I'll willpower roll, i'll roll for isaiah i've used all my willpower isaiah got zero successes i got two on one die oh that's I, very good i got yes. five wait you only wait do you not have anything in investigation no investigation <laughs> how much did you get caleb i got five successes uh, you don't find anything. The closest you find is some old broken dishes and what looks like an old tarnished uh, Seder plate. I'm having Kiz help as much as yeah, possible. I'll roll for Kismet. Uh, Kismet rolled really well. He's going, okay, I definitely don't think it's here or downstairs because I sniffed around downstairs and there was nothing downstairs and there's definitely nothing here. Okay, let's check the next floor. Uh, Kismet did get eight successes. Do you want to check the second floor again? Let's check the second floor again altogether. The, the one you were just at or the attic? Mm-hmm. The one we were just at. Okay, roll me a single uh, wits plus investigation. Spending another willpower. And then Kiz is also going to look again. Yep. Uh, Kismet got one, two, three, four, five well, successes. Well, I got one success. I got four successes. Uh, Kismet got five. Isaiah got three. Okay. Uh, none of you guys find anything on this floor. Okay, up to the okay, attic. Okay, so it's the attic. Uh, you guys get back up to the attic. You again see it's empty, except for that cabinet on the other side of the attic. Last willpower. We check behind the cabinet! Uh, first, to get there, you guys need to roll me dex plus athletics. Oh, okay. That's fine. I don't need to spend a willpower for that. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I've got more than enough for everybody. I got two successes. Uh, both of you guys are able to make it across. I got uh, eight successes. We're fine. <laughs> do you make it? I'll say you carry kismet. <laughs> yeah, Kismet's with you now. You're holding Kismet 
like hey buddy i give him a little scritch little scritch scratch Ooh, scritch scritch i like being held mm-hmm. it makes me feel safe you're safe with <laughs> oh me, my bud. god baby boy <laughs> baby boy uh do you try he is do you my look, baby do you look let's behind, look behind the thing uh there's nothing behind the cabinet okay oh. let me check on top of the cabinet there's nothing on top. Under it. All right, we'll search the cabinet. Uh, you open up and search the cabinet. Kismet's gonna search it with you. Mm-hmm. Kismet, Kismet did, only got one success. Kismet is too like happy having being swaddled. Yeah. To be paying attention. I'll check myself. Uh, again. Roll me, roll me intelligence plus. Uh, oh, sorry, with plus investigation. Okay. Uh... uh. I will also actually. I will also say, Lander, you can. You can roll me wits plus crafts, actually. Five successes. Oh, well, that's a lot more successes. Uh, that is eight successes. Uh, so, Theo, you look, and there's something weird. You realize you kind of looked behind the cabinet. Mm-hmm. The inside of this cabinet is actually a little bit smaller than the outside. False bottom, buddy. Uh, Lavender, you, you've made plenty of, you've seen props being made plenty of times you see the like the edge around it and you see little like hidden hinges on the back of this cabinet and you just kind of gently false, press it false back buddy and you hear a click and the back of the cabinet swings open Ooh! <laughs> you guys literally one of the first spots you went to was the correct one i was like oh this is gonna be short than i expected didn't expect them to go straight to the addict <laughs> Uh, and you see a few things in this false back. The first thing you notice on top of everything is this little tarnished heart-shaped locket. Oh, I'm going to crack open the locket. Uh, you see a picture of two women wearing babushkas, one on each side of the yes. locket. Yes. Uh, and you hear you hear the uh, ghost start saying something in Yiddish, and you hear Isaiah translate. He goes, um, he says that's his bubby and her friend. Uh, he says his bubby was from Russia, and apparently her husband was not very nice to her, especially after mm. she got pregnant with his mom. But apparently his bubby's husband, it, everything was okay because he would get drunk a lot, and one time he went into the woods hunting and didn't come back. Oh my god, the grandmother totally killed him! Uh, but luckily his bubby- She 100% murdered him! I love this grandma! But luckily his bubby had a friend- and she moved in with his bubby, and then they moved to America together, and his bubby's friend lived with his bubby and helped her raise his mom. So, lesbians. Mm-hmm. Is, is, who's the bubby's but friend? Wait, Jacob. Yeah. Are they a different race from each other? No. No, they're both Russian Jewish. They will seem to be Russian Jewish women. We're breaking new ground. They're gay! Laugh <laughs> starts crying. You just start crying. What, just because two women moved in together, moved to another country out of their small village, helped raise a child together, living together the, their entire life, and both had pictures of each other in a heart-shaped locket, doesn't mean they were anything more than just friends. They were just friends, Jake. Yeah, they were clearly just friends. <laughs> I love you so much. So, behind that locket, though is you see this perfect, perfectly, like, looks like it was cleaned yesterday, silk cloth there. Uh, do you take it out? Yeah. Sure. You reach in, you gently take out this cloth, and you feel there's something in it. And you slowly unwrap it, and you see 
It looks like it was bought at the store yesterday. Probably baked yesterday. A piece of matzah there. Matzah's invincible. And you saw, you hear this cheer uh, from the child, the ghost. Laugh as they cracks start jumping. pennies to give to him. Yep, you see him jumping up and down, and he holds out his hand to you. And you got it in one. You hand him these two pennies. He looks up at you and says, thank you. You're welcome, Lav says. Uh, as he slowly fades away. And as he does, in your hand you see the matzah that was there quickly crumble away. As the piece of cloth ages before you, losing its color and fraying at the edges. But as it does and the matzah crumbles away, you do see a yellow piece of parchment in the back. What does it say? You open it up and Isaiah translates for you. He goes, it says, happy pants... Passover. We left this here so you could find out a little about your past. Your family has a long history filled with trouble and tribulation, but like them, we know you'll always find what you need. We love you. Happy Passover. Uh, I think that's where we're gonna end the session. Can I keep that locket? You absolutely can keep the locket and the piece of, like, silk that the matzah was wrapped in. Lav, like, just shows up at Bopi's door the next, like, day, and she's just crying, holding a scrap in a locket. So, uh, you guys have finished the mission Search and Protect. Jacob, that was a good ghost story. Thank you. I was proud of it. I loved helping the small Jewish boy hunt for the Afikom, and that was, like... I had this idea, like, months ago, too. That was mint. I'm, like, a little choked up. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this session. Uh, Lavenfield now have all of their allies, major allies, gathered. They still have some uh, random ones around town, but these are the big ones they needed to help convince. So next session will be a in-between, where you guys do a few things before you go on your final section of this season, which is talking to people on what to do after you destroy the club scene talking to some sin eaters about all the restless spirits that will be left and talking to some people about buying up the properties to hopefully make sure it doesn't happen again so thank you everyone for listening we are in the last five or after this last you know five to seven episodes i think well, let me do math yeah, five to seven episodes of the campaign and thank you everyone for sticking with us so long as always you can help support us on patreon but honestly, just thank you all for listening as we go into this last little section before the finale. Like, it sounds dumb, but like and subscribe on iTunes or whatever you listen to really does help too. Does. So if you don't have money or don't want to give us money, exactly. Like and subscribe. <laughs> exactly. But again, thank you, everyone. Any final words from you guys? Uh, just thank you so much, and sorry if my audio sucked this time around. Uh, thank you so much, and I just want to mention that, um, Jacob, I feel like you've made one big mistake with your uh, beautiful lesbian uh, story just friends. of escaping persecution. Uh, and, and yeah, I was going to say, like, it's all about them being just friends. You know, like, I think that really, truly, if you look at the context, they probably were just 